Jean Mier Show, 10.06 a.m. We head to the phone lines as we do at this time every week to discuss the latest in Wisconsin politics with our good friend Brett Healy, president of the Wisconsin-based MacIver Institute. Brett, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, John. How are you? Well, same here. Thank you very much for your time, as always. So, uh, of course, on Friday, as we noted here on the show, we got an absolutely terrific jobs report in the United States. Uh, the unemployment rate went down from 14.7% to 13.3%, as roughly 2.5 million jobs were added in the month of May when... Folks were suggesting that three times that amount of jobs could have been lost in the month of May. Uh, terrific news in the United States uh, received well here in the state of Wisconsin also. Yeah, this was a big surprise. I think any member of the mainstream media would admit and uh, many uh, economists who follow this sort of thing would admit that they were completely wrong on this. Uh, as you point out, there was actually predictions that we would be seeing a loss of 7.5 million jobs, more jobs. Instead, we we found out that we added 2.5 million. So that's a huge swing in the right direction. That's really good news for the recovery of this country, recovery of our state. Obviously, it's good news for President Trump. Uh, I think uh, he has made it clear that uh, he's going to he had hoped to run on the economy before the pandemic hit. Uh, if the jobs number continue in this direction and he can point to the fact that the economy is regaining strength and returning to what it was uh, under under his administration, uh, I think he'd really like to have that debate in the fall. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, of course, President Trump, uh, in various ways, including an economic sense, uh was successful in his effort to make America great again. And uh, it seems that if things continue in the direction that we uh, heard about on Friday, that President Trump uh, will do what his son is saying he would do, uh, Don Jr. is saying, and that is make America great again. Again, I, of course, it, it was in uh, the month of May where, where we really started to see uh, the reopening of various businesses in various states, including in Wisconsin. And again, the projections from so many of the quote-unquote experts were bleak, that that this was going to be, you know, a loss of seven and a half million jobs that you had the Washington Post uh, tweeting out on Friday morning uh, as fact that unemployment was going to reach 20% in the United States. Obviously, they were horribly wrong. They they, they were hoping it was going to be a bad number because they wanted to use it against Trump, but it it turned out, no, it it, it didn't go up by five points. It went down by a point and a half. Uh, You know, when you see these numbers being so good at a time where where you did have all of these business reopenings in the United States, I, I mean, it really goes to show that so many of us, we were right all along, not trying to pat ourselves on the back, but we were saying, no, we, we can't go closing down such large parts of the economy. We need these businesses to be open for the good of this country. So we have some semblance of an economy to come back to after this pandemic is over. I I, I mean, this just goes to show that if we would have left so many businesses closed as so many Democrat Party elites wanted, uh, that it's very possible we would have been heading in the opposite direction. Maybe we would have gotten to 20 percent. But because we did uh, have these uh, various states reopening, uh, things headed in the right direction. And uh, pretty much we called it. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty clear that uh, most Democrats, elected Democrats, 
uh, if they had their wish, would have kept the safer at home, the shelter in place uh, orders uh, in place well into June, probably even July. Mm -hmm. Uh, Clearly, there was some discussion from Governor Evers and his administration uh, that it might have to go on that long. Remember, Secretary Palm talked about not returning to normal until a vaccine has been found, which isn't going to happen until 2021, probably at the earliest. So I I do think it's clear that uh, we would still be heading in that wrong direction uh, if certain Democrats got their way. You know, thankfully, like you point out, um, uh, outlets like you, uh, listeners to your program, uh, don't accept for for fact what they hear from so-called experts or the mainstream media. And uh, all of us uh, have been raising concerns and questions about these models from day one. Uh, especially when they so showed such a, a dramatic and, uh, quite frankly, unrealistic impact of the disease. So, you know, thank goodness all of us raised questions about it, or else we'd still be under the shelter-in-place order and our economy would still be shut down. Uh, as we're being joined here on the John Muir Show by MacGyver Institute President Brett Healy, and uh, I agree, I-, I said it last week, that if Governor Evers and his administration uh, had its way, then yes, we still would have safer at home here in the state of Wisconsin in some form. And who knows when it is that they would uh, finally allow it to come to an end. Now, so many listeners, this program and myself, you know, all along we were opposed to Evers' safer at home order because it was unconstitutional. And as this show noted time and time again, uh, under no circumstances, not even during a pandemic, is it acceptable to go violating the constitutional rights of law-abiding U.S. citizens. But even those who are focused on the numbers and not basing this off of what's constitutional and what's not, but instead basing it off of, okay, here are the numbers, uh, we had noted that the numbers never justified what we saw in the state of Wisconsin. We never had this wave come through at at any time, at any place in the state of Wisconsin. And and now, uh, taking a look at the numbers, people aren't really focusing on them as much in recent days and weeks. But if you look at the numbers, I I mean, it's just going to show that, that no, there was no wave, and it doesn't seem at any point that uh, there's going to be a wave. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, If you take a look at the numbers from this weekend, they're trending the right way, heading downward, uh, despite the repeated claims that uh, with the various different protests, not just on George Floyd, but going back to the original protests against the the lockdown itself and the April 7th election that we would see these huge spikes, and they just haven't occurred. If you go to the MacGyverInstitute.com website, you can find the the data for yourself and, and make up your own mind, but it's clear that uh, all these predictions from the experts that somehow uh, we would all contract this disease and the vast majority of us would end up in the hospital hooked up to a machine with you know, tubes and all things coming out of our body, just it just never happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thankfully so. Uh, and I think it just goes to show that um, the 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 hype at the start here was overblown, and uh, the 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 impact it had on us, uh, keeping us at our in our homes, and the impact it had on our businesses, uh, forcing many businesses to shut down, uh, just wasn't necessary. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to be paying for that for many months to come here as we 
uh, try and help these businesses recover, stay in stay in business. But it's not going to be easy. We gotta we gotta fully open the the entire economy everywhere, get people back to work, uh, get people back to buying goods and services so that they they can hire people at all these businesses. Uh, and we need to do it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Unfortunately, here in the state of Wisconsin, we got a, a necessary, legitimate ruling from our state Supreme Court. But sadly, in a lot of other states, they have not been as fortunate, and they, they still do have these unconstitutional, uh, crippling orders in place. And, and hopefully, for their sake and for the sake of the whole country, uh, those come to an end soon. Uh, as we're being joined by MacGyver Institute President Brett Healy, and you had mentioned the demonstrations that we've seen in the past couple of weeks following uh, the tragic death of George Floyd in Minnesota. Uh, there have been the peaceful protests, uh, but then there have also been these violent riots uh, that are taking place. Uh, there have been violent riots in the city of Madison. And as we noted last week on the program, uh, a lot of this is being organized by this leftist group, Freedom Inc. And... Uh, I was reading reports late last week that uh, in the Madison area, there were elected officials who were finding desecrated U.S. flags on their front lawn. If you could tell us a little more about it. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. One of the groups that has been at the forefront of the protests after uh, George Floyd's uh, death, tragic death, uh, has been this uh, group called Freedom Inc. They're based out of Madison uh, relatively new, um, uh, but they've been uh, quite high profile in the Madison uh, area. They've done a lot of protesting at the school board uh, and and made their voices heard on, on police and schools and that sort of thing. Well, they now seem to be taking their antics to a whole di- different level. Uh, there's video online uh, where they took flags, U.S. American flags, um, uh, scrawled graffiti on those flags, uh, F the pigs and F the one, two, which apparently is slang for the police, uh, and then place those flags in the yard of a Madison school board member as a way of protesting. Uh, uh, and if you go to MacGyverInstitute.com, we have a video up today outlining the antics of this group, Freedom Inc., but also, more importantly, uh, talking about what they'd like to see, what sort of policy changes they'd like to see in wake of George, uh, George Floyd's uh, death. And I think it's a real eye-opening video for people to watch. Uh, they clearly want to defund the police. They want to abolish the police, uh, not just in Madison, but all over the state. And uh, I think people will find it very, very interesting, some of their views on how they think society would work without a police department. Uh, I would encourage people to go to our website and watch the video. It's certainly something uh, we're going to be talking about here for the next few months, if not years. And I think it's important for people to become educated on what exactly the alternative is that some of these groups are pushing. Yeah, and uh, Freedom Inc., uh, that is such a disingenuous name uh, that they uh, have for themselves. And what they're doing, make no mistake about it, the Freedom Inc., this this is not a group that's among the peaceful protesters. This is not among the groups that, that are actually trying to honor the memory of George Floyd. Uh, these are anarchists. They are anarchists who are trying to politicize, uh, shamelessly politicize, what tragically happened to George Floyd to try and forward uh, this agenda of uh, forcing the United States uh, to descend into anarchy, and uh, it cannot be tolerated. In a key, key point there, 
uh, one of their main points is that we shouldn't be able to tell the youth how they should protest. And that's important because, remember, in Madison, one of those first few nights uh, where the, the protests went into riots and looting and vandalism at late at night, you had two individuals approach people who were doing damage to a State Street business to try and tell them to knock it off. This isn't helping. And those two individuals who tried to step in and stop it were beaten with a two-by-four and a crowbar, seriously. And so groups like Freedom, Inc. would say that those protesters, those rioters, uh, have every right to respond in that violent way because they deserve to protest or riot however they want. And no one should be able to tell them not to do that. Think about that for a second. That's not a, a civilized society. That's like you said, that's anarchy. No, it's, it's it's appalling. It is anarchy. And none of us who care about the United States, Democrat or Republican, uh, should want that to be what our country turns into. Uh, as we're being joined by MacGyver Institute President Brett Healy, a couple more things I want to get to. We only have a few minutes left. But one more point on uh, the riots. Uh, there has been criminal activity in, in various riots we've seen in recent weeks, which is totally inexcusable and should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. Uh, you have various Obama and Biden associates in this country who are actually bailing out these rioters so that they can go right back on the street and engage in more criminal activity and harm more law-abiding people in our communities. Yeah, one of the fascinating cases I'm watching is the uh, situation in New York City where you had two lawyers uh, driving around the city throwing Molotov cocktails at police vans. Uh, and we just found out just found out uh, late last week that they uh, one of them, one of the uh, accused who who uh, threw the actual Molotov cocktail, according to video, she was bailed out of jail by a former Obama official, uh, uh, Salam Rizva, who worked at the Department of Defense and State Department, put up two hundred fifty thousand dollar bail. Uh, for one of these uh, rioters, uh, and it just it makes you wonder what exactly was going on in the Obama administration that, that someone would feel like uh, this activity, this behavior, uh, dangerous uh, behavior, is worth bailing someone out for. Yeah, and members of uh, presumed 2020 Democrat presidential nominee Joe Biden's campaign have been doing the same thing, bailing these people out who commit crimes against innocent people in society. So uh, it, I guess it tells you where Joe Biden's campaign stands when it comes to law and order, certainly not on the side of law and order. Uh, we're running short on time, only a couple of minutes left, Brett, but uh, I want to ask you uh, about something unrelated. The Wisconsin Supreme Court has agreed to hear a case regarding the voting rolls and whether or not 100,000-plus ineligible individuals will be removed from Wisconsin's voting roll. Yeah, this is an important case. If everyone remembers, um, we have a, the law in the state of Wisconsin where if you vote same-day registration, they follow up with you to make sure that your address is current, that actually, you actually live where you said you voted, uh, we have uh, 129,000 uh, uh, examples of people who did not follow through and actually respond <clears throat> to a mailing looking to verify their address. Uh, the Wisconsin Elections Commission ignored state law, decided that these individuals could stay on the rolls, even though the law says they cannot. Uh, the state Supreme Court late last week 
signal that they're going to take up this case. I think this is an important case uh, that many people uh, want to see a final answer on. If you remember, we just found out the other day that we had 43 incidents uh, in the 2018 election where individuals voted twice uh, using absentee voting and, and voting in person. We, we found that through a different database. So clearly anyone who says that somehow there's not any voter fraud going on uh, and that we don't need to keep our voter rolls current isn't paying attention and isn't being truthful. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitively, we, we have 100,000-plus people on the Wisconsin voting roll who are not legally eligible to vote. It doesn't matter who those people are, what they look like, how they'd vote. For the for the sake of uh, election integrity, those people need to be removed from Wisconsin's voting roll. And, and the commissioners of the WEC, it's not up to them. They don't get to make the laws. They're supposed to uh, move forward the laws that have been made by our legislators. They're not doing it, and they absolutely need to be uh, held to account for not doing it. And those voters who are ineligible need to be removed from our rolls uh, ASAP before uh, any more elections can be compromised. Uh, Brett Healy, president of Wisconsin-based MacGyver Institute, thank you so much for your time as always. We'll see you next Monday. Thanks, John. Thank you. It's 1023. This is the John Muir Show.